Welcome to the Cardboard Crash Cast, where Adam has a horrible time understanding new games, getting I'm analysis sorry. paralysis. What did it take us? Two hours to get through the first two rounds? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say us, you mean me. Yeah. Well, ah, it's fine, man. There was, like I was just saying, right? There's a lot to the game. You have to learn the fundamentals of the game, and then you have to learn your class, and then you have to learn about what you want to do every turn and planning ahead and planning and then not only that but you're also collaborating with everybody so it mm -hmm. changes everything there's a lot to the game and if you don't know the fundamentals or what your class does it's really hard to get to those next couple things oh yeah 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 i mean i've played it plenty of times i played it a lot solo a couple times with other people um christos has played it once before this it was your first time were you overwhelmed what, what, what was i playing what, were you overwhelmed period well, i was overwhelmed but what was i playing I don't think you even brought up what we're talking about. Oh, Spirit Island? It's <laughs> yeah. in the title. They'll know. Well, of course. I just We just really jumped right into it. Um, kind of like how we just jumped in the game. You're like, yeah, X, Y, Z. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then we're playing. And then I... There were a few, like, eureka moments where I realized, oh, okay, that makes more sense. And then I feel after seeing a display of me... I want to call it a faction with my spirit's ability. Yeah. Yeah. Then it started to kind of snowball. But yeah, there were some wires that did not connect instantly. And um, even it's, for me. it's simple, I guess, now in hindsight. Yeah. But there is still a ton to think about. And mm -hmm. I was playing like the bare bones, like not even low tier yeah. understanding. It was just like this. It, that, that's what you said. You're like, if you're having a hard time with this, that's the simplest. It does not get any easier than that. Yeah. He, he was playing with a Horizons spirit, for those of you who know a little bit about Spirit Island. I'm sure the people listening who have listened to Twilight Imperium know what Spirit Island is. Uh, if you don't, it's like a massive board game. It's a cooperative strategy game, kind of the opposite of Catan, where you control a spirit and you try to kill the invaders that are invading your island. Also has deck building elements. Yeah, deck building elements, engine building elements. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I don't know if it would be like deck building. It's more like hand building. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was... When he said deck building before we started, I was kind of like, sort of. It's it's like a side thing. It's like... It's in the same umbrella. It's like under the same umbrella. It's like, you, I'm going to get this card and I'm going to use it at least once. Maybe twice. If I'm really lucky, I get into like this reclaim loop and I start using it. Oh, that's what I was it. doing. And it, yeah. But it was working. It was like... It's, like it's was definitely more of an engine building thing. I think that you're probably right in the way you said that there. Because like once I... Even this last game, once I realized like, oh, I can do this every turn. Like mm -hmm. if, I recla if I do the loop. And I mean, I didn't have to, but I was like, oh, if I do this every turn, this is going to be nasty. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, definitely not as much of a deck building game. Even though you are building a deck... Ish. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the spirits that we played. Um, I played... Oh, the, the Ent. Ent. The Ent. The Ent. I played uh, Keeper of the Forbidden Wilds. He's from the Branch and Claw expansion, which is the first expansion for the game. Um, he deals with the tokens that were introduced in that expansion, specifically the Wilds. Uh, he kind of... He moves slowly. He creates sacred sites, which are sort of like a, a congregation of your, of your presence on the island. And he just prevents things from happening. When the people who are you're trying to keep off the island would appear, they instead just don't. So I was kind of like, I had already played this spirit before. I wanted to make sure that Adam had a simple time. So I didn't want too much going on in my board. I didn't know you had played them before. Yeah. And his whole thing is just keeping things from happening. So I was like, okay, I'm going to play this guy. Adam's not even going to have to pay attention to my board because I'm going to have it on lockdown. Like, I know this guy f by the back of my hand, right? I think the game, and I want to just cut in and say this instantly, I think the game got a lot easier when I was told by you guys, hey, worry about your own side of the board because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I'm really good in these areas of, of like, tiles, right? Jungles and it did come, and it did come in handy at that yeah. times. Yeah. But I was, like, so focused. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about you. I got to go over there. And you guys are like, it's fine. We've got it. Yeah, I just like it. it I, I think condensing it back to my side of the board made it much simpler because then I didn't have to worry about all these other variables. I could just focus on mine, mm -hmm. and I would probably recommend that for anyone newer as well as 
just try to keep to your board and keep your area in check, you know. So speaking of of what you were doing, who, yeah. you were playing uh I watchful eyes of the trees. Eyes eyes watch from the trees. Eyes watch from the trees. Yeah. It was from the Horizons of Spirit Island, um which is actually a different starting point. Um it was basically a pseudo expansion. So cool. Um, Such a cool spirit. Yeah, it's a very cool spirit. It's basically a fear generator and a defensive spirit. It um, pits, you know, the the natives of the island against the invaders and sort of just hangs back while those guys duke it out. What were your impressions of this guy? Really good. And I think we had talked previously, before I get into it in depth, uh, with Christos at least, talking about his first experience playing and how he wanted to understand the game before he focused on his faction ability or, you know, spirit ability in this case, theirs wasn't super crazy, right? If you defend in some area, you can pull one of the little dudes. What are they mm-hmm. called again? Dahan. Oh, Dahan? Dahan, mm-hmm. yeah. You can pull one of them in and essentially just help them fight off. That's so good. <laughs> so it's it's really good, but it is simple. So it's not going to feel too bad not right. being able to do that. And you, you only have the... one innate power you'll, you, you to worry about. Yeah, it was like, I worry about one thing. I don't need to worry about multiple tracks for anything. So there were... It wasn't very overwhelming, and it was very simple, and it was like, you just get to divide and conquer, essentially. You get to maybe move some people around and push them into your territory, or get to have these really large fights. I mean, there was a moment where I, like, defended eight, and then there was, like, eight or nine power on the button, and then I moved a bunch of dudes in, and then I split dudes out, and, like, it just did a bunch of damage, and just, like, completely cleared two jungles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it cool. was it was a lot of fun. I just... Not getting it maybe at first. I haven't had much experience playing a lot of co-op games, so yeah. I wasn't sure. But as soon as we were getting into it, I was enjoying myself more mm-hmm. and more. I, first impressions, I was getting a little overwhelmed. I was like, all of our turns are happening at the same time. How are we going to keep track of this? I think at the end of round two, you kind of looked up and you were like, help. <laughs> you were like, I, I'm starting to not like to, to lose grasp of the fundamentals because I'm getting too overwhelmed. And that's when Christos and I just looked at you and like you said, just went, don't care about what we're doing. What's the worst that's going to happen? Our island never even got blighted. Like we never even got halfway to the loss condition. So I was like, don't even worry about it, man. Just focus on your stuff. Don't overwhelm yourself. Focus on your one innate power. And I think we'll come back to... Uh, your experiences with co-op games specifically after Christos talks a little bit about his um, spirit that he played and what was that? Uh, Volcano Looming High. So I think the first one I played was the green, what is that? You know it. Uh, uh, growth of Rampant Green. Yeah, so I played that one first and I'm I'm very particular. I don't like doing the same thing twice in a row so I will always flop to another thing. And I was like, well, you know, that was a, I played like a low difficulty one i'm gonna do a moderately difficulty one even though i really didn't feel that difficult i just there's just like a lot to set up really that's all it is and the volcano uh man thing so basically what you do is you can only be in the mountains and you stack up your presence in a mountain and then eventually once you have all the uh the thresholds for all the elements you just everything goes boom and you just you erupt you erupt the the volcano and the mountain and you, you kill everything, and it's a it's a great time. So this uh, is a loaded question, but do you feel like you had that moment of a volcano eruption? Oh, absolutely, that was so <laughs> that was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> that won us the game. I mean, that was that that was the round oh, winning hit. What I because uh, I, I those guys have been looming near that mountain for a very long time, and mm-hmm. then I I picked up a um what's not the minor power a major power card yeah that that combines my mountain with that tile, and I was like, I'm gonna use it. And destroy everything here because the way it works is once you sacrifice your presence on the mountain, it deals one damage per presence in that tile. And since I combined our tiles, it dealt one damage to everything, all stacking up. And then it was also a badlands, a badlands. And uh, then I had, I had used something else. But the the point is, it, I did like you used one of your power cards as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I just did a ton of damage. I ended up killing like two towns. It was 11 damage and 11 fear. Yeah. 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 It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which literally got us a brand new fear card. Yeah. Which so we, got us terror level three off of your explosion which was so thematic yeah. it was like it was right on the edge and the volcano erupting like pompeii just sent everyone on the island into a panic yeah. and at that point it was just like once the cities crumble they're gone yeah, yeah. It, it was it was really cool because it was 
my targeted like jungle attack mm-hmm. where they all just get completely wiped out from there mm-hmm. and then up by the volcanoes it's just blowing up and all hell is breaking loose there yeah. and then at the end there's like these ones in the wetlands or the the glacial lands what are the, the, the wetlands. wetlands and they had like the two uh cities. cities left and then we just got to dismantle them because they couldn't build on them or do anything and yeah. then you got the final blow ethan yeah so your guy uh, yeah, I got the final ball, which was nice. The keeper was kind of like, you know, the slow building, just, just keeping everything down. under control. But then it was like the Ents' final attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but so your guy, um, Christos, Volcano Looming High, is from the Jagged Earth expansion, um, which is the third expansion for the game. Um, I have the base game and the first three expansions. I don't have the fourth, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, that's from the third expansion, Jagged Earth, and... It introduced 10 spirits to the game, which was like way more than people expected. But all of those spirits were more aggressive and more power heavy and like mean compared to ones that had come before. So it was like basically like the earth itself was awakening and it was mm. more like destructive. That makes sense with the volcano and all. Yeah. So like other spirits that came from that was like vengeance looming high or sorry, sorry, uh, uh, vengeance as a burning plague. Um, and that one uses blight as its advantage. Like the more blighted the land is, the more pissed off the vengeance is. And he uses disease to just spread across the island and just destroy people. Um, Mm. so, so things like that. So I was playing kind of peacefully. You were playing destructively. You know, I think this. My, I felt very unique, and I don't know if the, I, I again. This is like my second time playing and my second spirit. So, my spirit felt very unique. Yeah, I felt like watching what Adam was doing and seeing what you had played the last time and this time. I'm like, wow, I'm very offensive. But it was working. Very, very like complete 180 to what I was doing before with the the rampant green guy. I was it was which was more defensive or more controlling. This is just like. You do nothing for the first three turns, and then, like, something's going to explode somewhere. And it's, it's a lot of setting up and a lot of, like, very calculated uh, decisions. And um, very, I, li- I like what you said earlier about how it was, like, very, like, um, thematic, how everything, like, kind of just, like, came up to a boil, and then, like, everything just kind of happened at once. It was very flavorful mm-hmm. into the game. Because, like you said, you were even, uh, Adam, you were forcing all the, the the Han and everything into the jungles to fight together. And it was very everything. Everything felt very thematic and very flavorful to, uh, for all of our spirits. It was really cool. I'd have to say that this is probably one of the games that fits its theme to its mechanics the best, like that I've ever played. Yeah, g- g- game game mechanically. I don't know how to say this in another way, but it just like it pays. It pays like a. Uh, it pays a lot to its name. Like it really like. Yeah, uh, it, this it, game is not just a co-op game where you're a puzzle, where it's a puzzle to be solved. I truly feel playing this game like I am a spirit protecting the island. Yeah, no, it, it definitely felt like that. And I, it felt we synergized with each other as well, right? Where these three different spirits and we were coming together in different aspects and and truly doing a lot of teamwork in it. And I was thinking, okay, like, I'm just going to do like some damage here or there, but a lot of it was like, oh, my ability can do this to help you out, and then we can move stuff over here, and it really did feel like we were all working together to get these people off the island, mm-hmm. which was so cool, and then it makes sense because the small things you're doing, like you kept explaining about my spirit in particular, were yeah. these voices, and they're getting really scared, so I'm just adding to the fear all the time, and they're moving around, and I'm pushing people in and forcing them to fight each other and just taking advantage. So it was like, it was just—it was so fun, and it made so much sense. Like there was never a moment where our, it didn't it broke immersion. Yeah, I was—I was actually very immersed, like yeah, super same. immersed, and that yeah. like captivated me instantly. So I was feeling not skeptical, but like unsure to like, oh, this was awesome. Like I want to play again. Yeah, and you know we'll probably get into it a little bit later, but looking at all the different factions or spirits and how much more complex they get yeah. than what I was looking at. And then saying, "Oh, okay, so now there's a there's a lot of potential here. I've only barely scratched the surface, and we did level two. Yeah, yeah. We, so 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 <laughs> oh we did um, uh, Brandenburg, Prussia, um, which is a very straightforward adversary from the base game. Um, it basically just is a fast adversary where every time it explores, it also adds a town. It's not nothing too crazy. Uh, we were playing at difficulty level two. That 
one goes up to six. Uh, you can also combine it with other adversaries, add scenarios for more difficulty. So the game can ultimately go up to around a level 20 at the very highest. Uh, that's for like the play testers that play like 300 times every spirit to help. You know, that's their job. Mm. That's like for them. Oh, that'd be right? so fun. What a fun job. Yeah. So speaking of which, shout out to Red Revenge. If you ever see this or if you know who that is, go ahead and tag him in the comments below. You teach so much about Spirit Island. It's phenomenal. He's a play tester for the game. He also has a YouTube channel. He has a video um, on, he has a video series, not just a video, but a very series on every spirit um, going through the overview, what you should do on each turn. Like it's, it's crazy complex. It's, re it's really cool. But um, yeah, no, this game is dripping with flavor. Adam, this was one of your first times playing a co-op game. Correct. Yep. Is this your first time? In terms of, like, board games, yeah. Okay, so do you feel like you won in the same way that you win in a co in a competitive game? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like fighting against AI. It, I can equate it to, you know, I've played stuff like Destiny and done raids, at least. Mm -hmm. We were working together, and, you know, you kept saying, don't worry if we don't win, it'll be fine. I was obviously still worried about, you know, doing something. I never wanted a turn to go to waste, so I was always trying right. to be proactive. But I understand if the game ends up, you know, overwhelming you or an, act an activity pops down and you can't do anything about it and it nullifies what you were trying to do that round, that happens. That does add to it because you can, like, almost role-play to a degree, like D&D, &D, right? Where you're just, oh, no, we, we had this plan to do something, and the next thing you know, they pull, they pull a fast one on us. And... They happen to have reinforcements, so a bunch of stuff comes up from the shore, or, um, you know, some beasts attack and kill some of our dudes, and now we can't use them to fight back, and interesting stuff like that. So I feel like it was enough to actually get me to feel not as bad if there was a mistake, because it was like, oh, that's cool, that makes sense, instead of, like, some random dice roll crit fail in D&D. In mm -hmm. &D. I wanted to say this, I, I like that you compared it to Destiny or, like, a role-playing game, like D&D. Uh, &D. Because I do feel at the end of the day, we were all just playing a role um, that are in, but really our role is just playing our character into our character's strengths. And I think that <clears throat> this game can be very casual. It also can be very competitive in the way that you want to, for your own self. So like, if you have a goal for yourself instead of like, I want to win without like going to the next, uh, what's the next stage of blight after you get rid of all the blights, what's that called? Uh, blighted island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So making sure that you go, you're always in a healthy island or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like you can set goals for yourself to make it like, you know, stressful competitive. Like, oh, I did it, and I did it without getting a blighted island, or I did it without like before turn four or something like that. You were like, yeah. Stuff like, like when that. we ended that game, I was like, not only was that fun, but like I feel like we did well. Like I was because like because we played our roles well. Yeah. I was like that was nice. I felt like I was really the keeper of the forbidden wilds. I was locking that down everywhere I went. I was leaving this, this like jungle where these people could not even get to. And it was like every time that they tried to explore and instead I just removed my two wilds tokens, I was like, job well done. Yeah. You know, like Th this also, I think, is like slightly off, but like makes sense or at least in my head on well, another reason that I liked certain aspects about the game. When you go to get a major minor secret. You don't just draw one. You at least get to look at four and pick one from there. Oh, that is yeah. so nice. Yeah, when, nice. when when you said that, I was like, oh, that's that's great. Because now it's not as random. Mm -hmm. And it can let you look at a few and be like, oh, this one fits for this scenario. So now you feel like you're adapting in a way. Instead of just drawing a card and be like, this is useless. That wasn't fun. You at least get some control, which yeah. I feel adds to the experience as well. It's the perfect mix of control you were explaining a little bit earlier and with this yet with the with the power cards you it is random because it's the top four random from the deck every power card's different there's no duplicates but you do get the choice again with the events it is random every turn it's always some kind of thing up top and then either a disease or a beast event and then a dahan event like it's always kind of consistent and then with the fear, it's like you can kind of predict. Um, the only truly like random random thing is that where they're gonna explore next. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, it's like, yeah, but I know that it's gonna be adding two to each board. So it's like the perfect amount of randomness where you don't feel like it's cheap, but you feel like it's a skill 
to predict enough outcomes in order to be ready for that. I will say I didn't. I don't know if I was just not listening. I want to say I was listening, but for some reason I didn't realize at the beginning that it flipped and they explored and popped up again. So I was like, oh, this is the board state. We're just going to clear them out from here. Next thing you know, oh, they're just popping up behind me. I'm like, that's when my head started to hurt. And I was thinking, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. And you guys are like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't fixed, picked my growth yet, dude. I, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm thinking of like all these different situations and what I should do. And like stunned, literally yeah. stunned. Cause I can only imagine how that gets for like higher tier cards and, and spirits where you have so many options that you're either really aggressive or defensive. Like I just tried to stick to, okay, I'm going to be super defensive and I just want to stick to that. You got to play your role really well, man. Like every, every, like every spirit has a role to play and you just, as long as you stick to your game plan and plan ahead for what you want to have happen. Yeah. You'll be fine. There is a lot of RNG. There is like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in return, but you can kind of like, like, like Ethan said, estimate. you can, yeah, you can kind of have like a guesstimation of, okay, the, if they come here, I'll be, I'll be prepared. And like you said, like, you, you know, once you realize like, oh, I just played in my, my spirit strengths, the whole game changes because you become more immersed. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, you feel like you are the, the, you're the, the end that's like leaving a jungle everywhere you go, making it hell for the explorers to come in. And I, I literally felt like a volcano. I was like, I am like about to burst. I'm going to kill everything here. And then with you, I feel like every time I looked over at you, you were like just moving stuff. And like, I was like, that's that's exactly what your character is supposed to do. Yeah, it just it. So there's more complex characters in here. We played um, two moderate complexity and one extremely low complexity spirit. There are high, very high complexity spirits. Um, a great thing. I was listening to a uh, an interview with Eric Roos, the our Eric Roos, the other day, uh, the creator of the game, and he explained the complexities really well. He said, during playtesting, it is so much harder to paint a chapel with just a few brushstrokes than it is to paint it with a hundred. So they were saying how it's actually much harder to make lower complexity spirits that still feel thematic and good. Mm. So the fa- I, I feel like the fact that they can do this at every level... And the creator of this game and all the playtesters have put in this much care to make every level of spirit feel that way and be balanced is phenomenal. I'm I'm really impressed by the game. Yeah, the game design is definitely uh, up there with some of the best games I've played. Like I said, man, I I very very seldom do I play a game where I'm like, wow, I'm immersed and my character feels real. And like I'm talking about board games. Like I've never played D and D or anything like that, so I'm. I don't do a lot of role playing, but this game really, really does cater to itself and really, you know, like I said before, like it makes you feel like you're playing the role of your spirit and it makes you, your spirit feels thematic and the game design even of itself, the fundamentals of the game feel so solid, even amongst all the RNG. Kudos to him and and, and the rest of the team that designed this game. Absolutely a blast to play. It's it's so simple, just even in looks. I kept looking at the board, and it makes so much sense that... Because I was asking, how does a two-player board look? And I think it's so cool that you can move the board around and how it's put together. Oh, just the squiggly design of the board? How it fits together in every single different way? And you have so many different options for replayability. Not only could you just say, hey, we're going to go in and play on this you know, this board with these factions and we're going to do mm-hmm. uh, X, Y, and Z and we're going to take this level. You can also do like the board that you were talking about, which is the thematic one, which is like a preset board that's all six of them put together. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's so cool. And you could... I'd be so down. Like there's so many <laughs> there's so many different ways to play, but in, at a base level, it is just a few pieces that everyone puts down a tile mm-hmm. and then you just have your, you know, little coin pieces where you have your presence and then... You have your cards, and there's not much more to it. Like, and then a, a few distinct tiles that go onto different lands, and mm-hmm. it's just so simple. After you know, going through the overwhelming stage, but taking a step back now and just looking at it, it's like it's not that much. And I guess I kept just staring at the board and being like, "There's so much to it, yet not really." You right. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you um, worry about like you know where are they ravaging, where are they building, like boiling it down to that every turn, everything becomes much more simple. Than, and and, <clears throat> and not only that, but isolating just to your side of the board 
everything becomes much more simple and you're able to just like focus on what you need to worry about and let the explore happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Just let it be. And once you do that, the game, you probably save yourself like 10 minutes of like worry mm-hmm. uh, because I did that at times too. I'm like, man, I don't know if I should put my my presence over here because like what if they explore over here and then I don't have any presence there. So my, my, my volcano is useless. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I took a bet. I was like, I bet they're good. Like this is going to pay off. So then that's what ended up winning us the game. Yeah. And kudos to them. Great game design in that regard because there's like a payoff there. There was like, I took a gamble and there was a payoff. And even if I didn't have the moment that I had in this game, I still would have felt like the pr- progressing towards something. Like I was still setting up for a, a, probably that same moment to happen later on. Mm-hmm. There's a very enjoyable gameplay loop. So even if you felt like you weren't doing much, it's like, yeah. It still felt like you did something. I have it for next time. And you had fun. Yeah. yeah. Like every every turn. Everything's yeah. redeeming. It feels good. Mm-hmm. And another thing is this game also plays um, with people technically having simultaneous turns. That's also unique. Yeah. I feel like that helps with time and for the different player counts. We could we could add an we could add one more experienced player, and it would not have added that much time. We, okay, granted, we did take a long time for this game. I, I will <laughs> say, I've, if I had to give genuine criticism, not mm-hmm. trying to be oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. super, like because I'm really enjoying it. Coming off my first game, I, I want to play more. I could see that being an issue, but you know, again, maybe after time, I just end up realizing more patterns, and I can make my turns and thoughts quicker. But a lot of it was, you know, me trying to be, hey. What are you doing? Like you're still trying to right. communicate with everyone. I liked how the first few turns you were like, "Hey, I'm just gonna do mine first. And I'm gonna speak everything out loud. Christos is gonna speak out loud. And he's gonna do his, and then I'm gonna do mine." But then when everyone's doing stuff, you don't want to step on anyone's toes, and that's where I get nervous, especially if I'm playing like a def- like defensively. You just gotta communicate with everyone. Yeah. But that is fun. There's there's a lot to be had there as well. Yeah, I would say that. Um, while it might not be a genuine criticism of the game, I think it might. It just is like. Maybe not a fault of the game itself, but just it, it's it's a, every game has this issue where like inexperienced players kind of sometimes get analysis paralysis because they don't want to step on toes, like you said. But once it, it, like if we if we were all like let's say like fifty games deep into this game and we all like I knew exactly what his spirit did and what your spirit did, I could I would know I'm like okay Adam's gonna take care of that. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna, oh Adam just double checking you taking care of that cool. And then I literally turn my brain off do a thing and then the rounds would take like maybe ten minutes, if that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but again, I, I don't know if this is a genuine criticism of the game. Um, but there is there is a pretty sharp uh, learning curve uh, with this game because there is a lot to take in. Yeah, uh, I did I did make the comparison to Ti in a in a small sense mm-hmm. because there's just a lot to the turns, man. Like there's a lot about planning ahead and playing to your strength of your your you know faction or your spirit. I mean that first turn. Things were heating up quick. Yeah, oh, they, zero to hundred. Because I was like, I mean, "Oh, well, we'll start off." There's, is it called an activity or an event? Because the there's not one the first turn. Event, yeah, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't one the first turn, but there was still a ton that was going on. You know, oh, they're uh, exploring, and then they're uh, ravaging. ravaging, and then they're building, and I'm like, well, they just like doubled in size, and it was like turn one, and you're like, "Oh man, this is getting out of hand." I'm like, "It's turn one, man." <laughs> talking about it's getting out of hand i feel like hopeless and to be honest the first time we played too i was like oh shit i was like (laughs) the first time he he flipped the card he's like okay this is what's gonna happen i'm like what you're okay with that like what am i gonna do and then this and then this and then this and i'm just like oh man okay but it really it really speaks to just like how how well again how well designed this game is Mm -hmm. because we were still able to overcome that, and, and, and it only gets harder. Like, we were playing difficulty, too. Imagine if we were playing difficulty five, six. You but know? it felt overwhelming. Like, I, I started off, and I was like, okay, I have my stuff here. Let's see what, like, the game does to progress the... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to say AI, because it's not AI. To progress against... The, to progress the game state. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're doing all that stuff. I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, that got me into that feeling of I actually felt underpowered. Yeah. And now I'm the underdog, and then that was fun to work against it yeah. and around it, and again, just more immersion. I, I really felt like it wasn't that we put, even put together a puzzle. I really felt like we won together. Like, not if you're playing a competitive, let's say we were playing a three-player competitive game, one person, even if we had an amazing game experience, 
one person still would have came out above the others, right? So it still would have been like, oh, I won. I honestly feel like each one of us put in 33% of the effort for that game to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though I did nothing for like five turns. And <laughs> <it was so laughs> important. There's, a, there's a big excerpt in the back of the rule book about the game creator wanting to minimize the quarterbacking that happens in most co-op games. So in most co-op games, the most experienced person oh really gosh. just really just plays. And everybody else goes, well, what should I do now? And he tells you what to do. He wanted to minimize the quarterbacking and, and allow everybody at every player level, maybe they should pick a, a lower complexity spirit, but everybody at every, play, every player level feels like they're participating and not just being quarterbacked by the person who's experienced the most. I mean, I still feel like I was kind of telling you what to do at certain points, but it was more guidance than oh, it was. Oh, yeah, no, like, definitely. Well, and, and it's really not quarterbacking because we have to collaborate. It's part of the game. Like, so while I, I don't want to say it's a cop-out, but while I, do, I, I didn't think he succeeded in his goal in, in not having a lot of quarterbacking, by doing what, what you just explained, we have to collaborate together on, on every turn because we need to know exactly what each other is doing because otherwise like if i'm like uh, if i don't tell you anything and like i'm just building up this volcano and you know and yeah you, it, like you can make a desertion sure but if we get to the point where we're ta- we're playing out the turn and you're like oh well i i was gonna defend there so like i you, then i waste my turn or waste your turn you know uh so there is like a level of quarterbacking or coaching or whatever that is kind of necessary but it's like interwoven into the game mm-hmm would you go into it a different way next time? Starting off, um, I definitely would have so much more perspective that round one to see what I should be doing, what that first turn play kind of is, to take advantage of the fact that an event won't be happening. Yeah. Um, I I could see myself, I know I don't want to play the same spirit every single time, but I can already see myself playing them again uh, in a different way or at a higher level. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too is, you could totally play them again and it would feel completely different at a higher level or alongside other spirits. I don't want to like just get stuck on them, but I did like the more defensive playstyle, And that's why I was looking at those other people who, uh, kind of like spread like the fire or whatever it is. Oh, and then, um, shadows flicker like flame. Yeah. And they just like pick off like small towns and like single dudes, oh. which it seemed really interesting They're I think they were moderate play. It was a moderate... No, it's a low-complexity spirit from the base game. Yes, low. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be a good, like, next step. And then, like, you, I'm sure there's one that's moderate, that's, like, similar in play style, and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. su- I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Yeah. There's... Th- I mean, you have every play style in this game. You have... In the base game, it comes with a spirit that his whole thing is about making everybody's powers fast. Like, he turns all the slow powers fast. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. really strong. And and um, it, it's about just like... Uh, oh, shoot. What is it called? Anyway, it's a lightning bird. Um, oh, I, I remember seeing the image of that. Yeah, it's a lightning bird. And every single time, a, he has really long ranges on his stuff, and it's fast, and he can just bolt down uh, cities and towns. And it's just one by one, just all his powers just bolt things down and power up everybody else. Lightning Swift Strike. Um, and there's all the way from like the ex- this new like expansion that I got, Jagged Earth, also has one called a sh- like a Shroud of Swirling Mist. It's just about everywhere where you have your presence, oh yeah, Shroud of Silent Mist. Everywhere where you have your presence, you slowly do one damage each round, but invaders don't heal if they're with your presence. Oh, that seems so good! <laughs> yeah. And every time that you damage them, you generate a fear off that. So you're like... What? So you're like harvesting fear by slowly killing the people. That's building an engine right that there. That sounds so, so good. Cool. Yeah. Wait, what? So, so it's just crazy. And then, f- finally, like, with the newest expansion, Nature Incarnate, they introduce... I don't have this expansion. I was gonna ask, yeah, what what, what is this expansion? So it's, it's whole... It's thing is that the spirits in this expansion have taken physical form. They have these tokens called Incarna that not only, they're new little wooden tokens and they work as presents, but they also represent the spirit's physical form. So it has special powers off of that. So you might have a spirit that's like, 
a breath of darkness down your spine. And it's like a physical boogeyman that's like on the board. And yeah, like he has presence everywhere, but he also is like his main body is in one specific I, spot. I would compare it to like your signature ship or whatever from TI. Yeah, it's like a flagship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because so, it's like it's like literally like you said the physical embodiment of your spirit. It's your dude pl- plus whatever else. Oh, and gets, I forgot. Everyone gets those, or it's fact uh, spirit specific. No, it's spirit specific. Okay. Yeah. 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 And there's also one that's literally just Godzilla. Like, yeah. like all, of, like all the rest of his presence Complex? really, really doesn't matter. I think he's moderate, and his his incarna just wanders around the board and stomps things. Do you know but, what it's called? Ember eyed behemoth. Yeah. So but this expansion the, is just uh, new spirits, or there's more. Um, so this one is new spirits. Uh, there's more events, more fear cards, okay. more. So it's more of the same, but it's not going to add any more complexity to the spirits that already exist. You know, I, I wanted to say this earlier. I uh, I really like that. Even like no matter the complexity of the spirit, they all have impact on the game, and I feel like that's very very uh, again just good game design. But um, it it feels good that I you know we we don't have to play this like crazy complex game. We get us we all wanted to. We could have played the bare minimum, do whatever, and still probably played on a higher difficulty and had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's really good. Would you suggest this to people who haven't played a... Okay, first of all, would you suggest it to people who have not played a co-op game before? Would this be a good starting point, or would you point them to something maybe a little less cognitive load, like Pandemic? Yeah, I would say Pandemic is probably an easier... Or like a... What's, what's that? Um, Betrayal? Betrayal at House in the Hill yeah. turns into a co-op game. Yeah. yeah. Um... I would say those two. This one, I feel like, just has like a level of complexity that I think is up there. <laughs> so. I mean, I've played lots of, I guess, video games in a few board games and TI, right? And there was a lot for me to soak in. So I could only imagine someone that's like still really new to board games yeah. and wanting to jump. I, I was imagining, could I explain this to someone? No, I couldn't. And I kept asking you like small questions. And I was always kind of expecting you to half be like, well, I'm actually not sure, but you always knew the answer. So I think it's definitely achievable to know every single small little detail because it ends up not being that much. But again, for a new player, seeing how I was, I think it could be a ton. Well, uh, board game rule books also just live rent free up here. Like <laughs> I just they. Yeah, I think I'm just bad with I looking looking at a rule book for a board game. I was like, oh man, I I don't think I could ever teach people a brand new board the first game. thing i, no I do when i get a new board game is i lay in my bed and i read the rule book at least three times through every example that it gives and everything and i'm just like all right now i got it he's a psychopath time to teach See, my problem is i i feel i will come up in my head with some situation that isn't answered in the rule book and then there's a couple I'm, of those i'm fearful oh. of that and i'm just like oh we, we had one today right with the what's the, the, what's the fist the fist little the in the, the strife yeah like where he was like repla- like we had a card that says uh replace like a town with like a an explorer yeah and if you downgrade like dude does it still keep the strife and we were trying to figure that out and well that's why there's a forums and that's why the game creators in there in the forums like answering these questions so but then again we play magic and those rules oh are but, like insane but, but yeah. it's a cooperative game so if we get a rule wrong no one cares house rules yeah, house rules that don't matter. Yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like uh, t- just to kind of we didn't cheat to... anybody, but the fictional little plastic pieces. So and they can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, but the, I, I think just to go back to your question, I think that uh, if you're coming off a of play, if Monopoly is the only board game that you know, I would probably not play Spirit Island first. I would probably play Pandemic, like you said, or maybe Betrayal. I I, re- I think betrayal is really easy, but maybe I, you know every everybody's different. I think you would graduate to a game like this. I would definitely like yeah say this game is like pro- in terms of complexity and learning curve, it's probably up there. Um, maybe not as high as TI, but I think it's not as high as TI because it's collaborative and it's like we are all working together. In TI, you're all this. You, I mean, you, if you don't know what you're doing, sorry, I'm not helping you. That's you know? <laughs> <laughs> how it goes. But uh, I. I, I do think that this this game is a good uh, stepping stone toward TI. I think that if you do not, I think if you have not played TI, play this game first. And if you like this game, I think you'll like TI. 
Yeah, it's definitely a similar cognitive load, like, at every given every moment. Every turn has, like, a big thing. You have to plan ahead. You have to play toward your faction or your spirit's strengths. Mm-hmm. And then there's almost, like, a role to play in TI as well. And I, I think that this is, like, a simpler version. You know how in TI where you can make you can make uh, agreements with people or whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same. This that's what this game is. Except we always have to agree. We don't. Yeah. Have to, you know? Yeah. No, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. It's it's definitely like that where TI would just be the bigger brother who also says, "But you can win. You yeah. can yeah. win. Yeah. 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 You can yeah. feel like." Super. This it's like this is like a communism. It's like no, we win. We win. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be so interesting if they if they released an expansion where like after you wipe out all the explorers, then you fight or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the next expansion, I think it's been hinted at that it's going to be a Dahan centric expansion. Hell yeah! With mostly Dahan specific that, spirits dude, I, that I, do fa- fancy fun stuff with the Dahan. That's all I, I. I the one the one character that uh, you keep recommending to me to play with the the Thunder Speaker. Yeah, I just don't want to play it. I don't want to. If they're doing that, that's super exciting because I I I really want to do something with the Dahan. I just don't want to do that. I just yeah. I just it doesn't feel right to me. But I'll eventually end up playing it. I'm sure. There's how many how many spirits are there? Uh, I think with the expansion I don't have, it's close to 40. That's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, you, I remember you pulled out the stack, and you're like, all right, Adam, uh, you're going to pick one of these. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? And you're like, <laughs> you're just like, okay, well, look through these first. And that's not the only ones, but look through these first. And I, when I was looking through the other ones, I could tell it was still kind of ordered because it was like low power, low power, like moderate, high. And then there was ones that didn't say anything. You're like, oh, yeah, those are the ones that are bare, bare bones. Um, and then I looked at the other ones, I was like, very high, very the hummingbird, and then some weird like time traveling space fractal, and I'm like, what am I looking at? <laughs> I, I flip the board, and I'm just like, there's all these like crossing paths. Nah, I'll go, I'll go with this one. It's just some eyes in a tree, and there's a straight line here and there. That seems good. Time traveling space fractal and a and a disembodied like midnight star, like. Oh, you know what? Those two, we don't have to do this. I, I want to play. I think I don't. I don't know if I ever want to play a game where it's more than two players with one of those guys in the game. I, I just feel like it would take so long because there's so much to your turn. Not especially. It it looked like it, like man reading the one that had like literally the whole right side of the its 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 character is like Girl. ten times what I have. Oh yeah, and I'm like I I'm already overwhelmed. Doing like a small thing, yeah, or keeping track of a small thing. I'm getting. Cl- it's a goal to work towards, right? You get better at the game, oh, and now you unlock the ability to casually play those, which is also really cool. Yeah, that's and that's why like expansions keep getting more and more and more complex, and very high spirits keep getting more like common that they actually had to go back and make a pseudo expansion introducing like five new spirits that were low complexity because they're like. Sorry, guys, we might have made it a little too complex from the beginning. But just because it's complex also doesn't mean it's the most powerful. I no, 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 no. Like, the dudes that I played, could I could see them being really good at, a, like, a higher level. Yeah. Oh, it's easily. super, yeah, I think, I feel like any any low-complexity spirit that I've, I've seen so far is really just, like, utility-based for the most part. There are some that are more aggressive, but I feel like they would slot in easily into a higher-complexity game. I, um, I did want to say this, I think that it's very interesting that you can play this by yourself, and you can play a three-player game by yourself because you can power, you can pilot yeah. all three spirits. I think that's super cool. It's called like multi-handed solo, and it's and it lives in most co-op games. I personally haven't two-handed solos, not really my thing, but I love that it's an option. I I, I think that that I I mean I'm I'm just singing this game's praise at this point, but I think it's very good game design where you're able to do that. I think a lot of games that you can't play solo. I mean that's just. I don't know. It just it makes me icky. I don't, it doesn't. It's not good for the the grand scheme of your game. Because then, like, if you don't have any friends to play with, or you know, yeah. if Adam doesn't like playing the game, well, I just bought the game and now it's just sitting on my shelf. And I, you mm-hmm. know, Adam's the guy I play game games with. Great game, even if you're even if you're solo. I think that this would be a pickup at any at any complexity level if you want to play a board game, but you just happen to not have anybody around at the moment that this would be a great solo pickup that kind of leads me to a question i had earlier uh that i think maybe people who don't play many board games know is this like considered 
like a staple if in your board game collection? Like if you don't have this, is it like oh you you're not you're not a true board game enthusiast? Most board game most if not like ninety percent of board game enthusiasts have heard of Spirit Island. I would say it's in it's consistently in Board Game Geek's top ten. Okay. Of of all time. All right. Oh okay. no kidding. Yeah. It really fe- it really feels that way to be honest. Yeah. I, I, out of all the board games I've played, this is the one that I like. Even despite its complexity, despite its hurdles that it's put in front of me, like in terms of the learning curve and what have you, I was like, "This is really good." Just at its core, even despite the fact that I'm being, I feel defeated because I'm stupid. Like I'm still like, "Oh, I, I want to keep playing." Mm-hmm. It, it felt like uh, like the first time. Honestly, I I made this comparison. I didn't want to say this. It's the first time I played Dark Souls. I'm like, "Man, this game is crushing!" Like I I don't like. What am I doing wrong? But then like. I learn I just do better yeah. and but instead of like having to like continually go back to the same boss and get slapped I I'm you're doing it with friends and yeah yeah and it's it's more fun yeah it, it, it's, it's great this game I do want to talk about most people's major complaint with this game which we actually avoided in our first playthrough oh, interesting most people's major complaint is that there is a really anticlimactic end so okay. we avoided it because we won in the same round that your volcano erupted. Yeah. <laughs> but most games, imagine the volcano just being another slow building spirit. We would have kind of just been like, okay, I see the victory coming. I see the victory coming. Okay, now it's here. That's most people's complaints. Um, I think the game creator said that if he had to do a second edition, that that would be the one thing he would try to fix. But I don't, I, I personally, even in solo, haven't found it to really be really that big of yeah, a deal. I, I think a way to, to maybe combat that is once you win, once you meet your win condition, uh, what is that top right thing? Uh, the, the victory condition. The victory yeah, condition. Yeah, the, once you meet that, the terror it, level. It, it, like, it, like, um, it sends us into like a round that's like do or die, basically. Like, you're, you're like win now or like kind of, I, I, don't know, I hate comparing it to this, but like, you know how like in beer pong, like when you make the shot, like they have an opportunity to come back, and like if the settlers, the set, like it's like a, a wave where like the settlers are like here to stay. It's their final try to like get at you, and if you yeah. survive that, you win. I always like mechanics like that. I mean, I've always played. I relating this now to like video games, like Call of Duty. I was always like, why isn't it whenever you know the game hits the point limit, why does it just stop? Everything just stops. Like you're saying, it just feels anticlimactic. I liked in Titanfall two. They did it where even if you won or lost, there was an epilogue. So, you know, ships came and you had to, like, extract. That's cool. Just a little extra to, oh, like... survive, yeah, yeah, yeah. to give you some flavor instead of just being, like, cutting it off. Because I, I can't say, even from our game, like, we were working towards that end. We, we kind of cornered it because now we only had to get rid of all the cities. And we had cornered down the two cities and we were going to work towards it. So it still would have been a fun end. But then you had your ability and then we just got to, like, finish it right then and there. It was really awesome. Um, but I could understand how that's very like oh a little anticlimactic yeah well it's it's really you have to imagine if you really are immersed like we were and you're imagining the end of this as your spirit like i said like the ends you know everything is like in ruin and like i'm finally rising up to like crush these last couple cities to win immediately as i imagine that it fixes it for me you know playing in your first time you may not have that sort of feeling. I think it's okay. I don't think it would be cheap in any sense, unless it was like a card that just happened to help you out. But even then, it's... Another thing is, events and all the tokens, everything from Badlands to Beasts, that was all expansion material. Oh. Yeah, so you could... It, this is this is more base game problem than it is a problem now, because you could see your victory coming from like three turn, three rounds away... With actually no RNG, because there was none. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see. I could see why that would be a so the events. A feeling. Some people still don't play with them because they like the feeling of being able to see that. But there's ways to do that. I like the events. I, I'm really looking forward to the scenarios. Uh, to adding that. So to there's the scenarios where it's like protect the heart of the island, and you place all the boards so that the coasts are on the outside in a ring, mm-hmm. and. If the invaders ever explore or build into like into the very inner land, which is like the heart of the island, then you lose. 
And that's like the alternate. Yeah, all these different game modes. There's yeah. there's so much replayability. Yeah, there's a lot of complexity. So they're coming from all sides, and they're like entering and entering, and that's super cool. Converging. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I, and I'm sure Th- there's one where you there. put the. Um, it's called like the Grand River, and you put like the coasts together instead of them being on oh, the outside. Oh, that's cool. And it's like they're they they're coming from like traveling up the river and entering like the island that way. Huh. Yeah. Really cool stuff. I, I'm. I, I, I don't know, what, like, what do you guys want to do next time? Do you guys want to probably play, like, another three-player game the way it is, or do you guys want to add those scenarios? Or do you want to play Do you want to play a higher complexity guy next time, Adam? Or? I think we should play maybe the same adversary, but at, a, but at like, difficulty four. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Same adversary, difficulty four, pick different spirits. That way it's, it's, it's at least a little bit the same. I kind of want to pick a different adversary, personally. <laughs> Just because, like, I feel like... I kind of already know what they'll do, but I guess maybe when you have the difficulty, it does change the deck. So maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be—they're already really rushy. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's just being fast. There's an adversary, Russia, who, if there's no beasts on the island, you lose because they're hunters. Oh. Yeah. So really cool stuff. <laughs> anyway, we could go on and on and on yeah. and on forever. Would uh, would you recommend this? Yes or no? I think we're all in agreement. This is great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, I absolutely. think that there's plenty of content and and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think there's plenty of content to do spirit studies on the channel. Yeah, like like you the way you did your faction guides. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know I think that I mean I don't know about you. Uh, this is how I feel. Um, I'm kind of proposing this now. I'd be totally down to play this week over week, uh, just to like continue to like maybe help you. I have better. been. Yeah. Well, what I mean is like with our with your, uh, with like the magic play group essentially. Yeah. 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 Just on and off. It, it gives some, breathes some new life and in, in, into you know not doing the same thing over and over. And I feel like this has plenty of opportunity and yeah to be a part of that cycle. I guess just a bigger game is is kind of the thing. I've only played three players, and I know you said six players can be a lot. So three players is Dude, the sweet spot. Six players is going to be absolutely that board will be huge. Absurd. Three players is the sweet spot. I promise you. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for this CrashCast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support us, go ahead and check out the Patreon and CardboardCrashCourse.com. You can also check out our single shop if you're into TCGs at the same website. And have a great rest of your day. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. Bye.